0: everyone, it's Afro People Hour. It's me, Daniel, aka the boss
1: Hi everyone, it's Mireille.
0: Mireille, how was your weekend?
1: Oh, it was good. I'm so tired. I'm still recovering from my night out yesterday.
0: You went out last night?
1: Yeah, I just had a friend's birthday party. It's been quite a while since we went out, but um, it was very interesting.
0: Now, when you say go out, was it like a house party or you guys went out somewhere?
1: No, yeah, we just hung out, you know, at, at a restaurant, few drinks, you know, had some fun, just a girl's night out, basically. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. You know, with the, you know, with the current, current situation, you really can't go all out, but I think we're all paying the consequences of the uh, copious amount of drinking that happened yesterday. So, so
0: now is the recovery period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? What did you do this weekend?
0: Well, last weekend, I was on mean, we Labor Day weekend, so I traveled, and it was my first time traveling in a long time, so it was really interesting. I know, going and you, I know you
1: don't like planes, so how was that? Yes,
0: it's been almost, was it six to seven months since I last traveled. Mm. So being in the plane, seeing everything happening, people wearing masks, some people not wearing their masks, it was kind of just weird, and going out to the city, seeing different things, so it was a good experience, but I would say staying safe was essential, and it's you can find a good balance between having fun and staying safe. So it's a pretty good weekend.
1: Mm, yeah. But we're traveling,
0: you know, there's a lot of things that come up with traveling, right?
1: Yeah, you know, that's so crazy for me because with this pandemic and all, like I have been, I travel for work. So I I have never not stopped traveling ever since the whole situation happened again not traveling for personal but for work i have always been traveling mm-hmm. for work because of um you know work reasons so it's not it's been very strange for People, I know it's very strange for people who have not been able to leave their houses and go out and yes. do stuff. So I know it's a whole different world out there. But people have been going out. As long as you're being safe and you know, do the necessary things, do your own research to do what's you know, your own research of what's safe to do to protect yourself and your families. And if taking the vaccine is going to protect you, go ahead and, and do that. Take the take the damn vaccine.
0: Whatever you can do to stay safe and healthy.
1: Yeah. Oh, so yeah, speaking of traveling, that's actually one of the topics that we wanted to discuss today. And also one of the questions that we had one of our um, American listeners ask, about traveling to Africa. Like, what should you bring when you're traveling to Africa for the first time? And um, it's sort of a two-part question that I wanted to tackle because for those of us that are, like, Africans going to visit back home for the first time in sense of, like, we've, we're going to visit family, you know, there are certain things that we, you know, we have to do in order to, like, get ready to visit our families. But if you're visiting 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 for the first time in terms of like, you've never been to the country before, you know, you're just visiting the country to explore, then that's, you know, two separate, two separate things. So
0: like, you mean like in other words, traveling is a tax.
1: No it, no it is re- no it really a, is a task so african
0: going back home exa- tari- exactly exactly
1: even if you're going back home for like i know going back home is like you know for the most part it's like a, a leisure you know activity but trust me it is a task because i see a lot, of, a lot of my folks a lot of my friends that travel and they're like oh yeah i'm just gonna like you know go to the airport and buy like some uh perfume at duty free and buy like some cookies and some chocolate i'm just like (laughs) i don't i don't think that's that's gonna work because um yeah for the most part the let's start with your bag yes no 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 no, no, hold on well for the most part right again we already know the um the concept of traveling in terms of where traveling overseas depending on what country you're flying from you already get you already travel with two bags okay but you can travel with with Additional bags, as you know, and pay the extra fee. So that's already standard. Now, the concept of family, which I think applies um, differently to based up of your culture, is mm-hmm. the extended family is a big thing in in African culture. So when I say my family, my family is not just oh my mother, father, sister, brother. Like no, uh, your family means your mother, father, sisters, brother uncle uncle second cousin you know your auntie that you never even met before so you have people that you've never like even seen they might not even be your blood relative but they may have like grown up with you at some point you call them your family so that's the whole concept of it and there's this enormous pressure for you you know, to, to bring them something when you're traveling back and in, in some way you do want to bring them stuff, but in another way, I think it's also necessary for us to sit back and evaluate like, okay, do we really need to be carrying all this stuff? So that's why I say it's a very tricky question and it needs to be broken down in different parts, but the bottom line is for buying gifts, um, people typically tend to um, like gifts that are depending on wh- what part of the city or what part of the country they live in. So, if somebody lives in the countryside, right? For example, like in the in the village areas, they might like something that would that's not easily accessible to them. Like maybe I'm sure money would be helpful for them. You know, dresses, something to help them with you know sending their their kids to school. something to help them you know like an essential item right um i feel like most people that live in the city areas they and if you knew who they (laughs) were or if you had a friend that knew who they were they would typically tend to ask you for a specific item like oh can can you get me that dress or that t-shirt or um they would like like a a branded a branded hat like uh LeBron James t-shirt, like a basketball t-shirt, like a t-shirt that represented like college. So I think those are things that people really like when you're traveling back home. Right. I don't know, Danny, maybe you have some input to, to this.
0: Right. Because I think also like, you know, you make very good points because a lot of difficulties arise too, because sometimes you might bring a gift, but the person might not appreciate the gift because for them, they might think that it's not because of what they wanted. They will feel like it's not really it doesn't have the same importance. So that's why sometimes, even though, you, like you say with the distant relatives, you don't know what they want, sometimes it's good to always check up with family members back home of, to find out, like, okay, hey, what do people like right there? What do they miss? What, what do they, don't they have? That way you can actually get something that, even though for you it might not feel as important, but like you said, for them it will be very important. So that's where there's a big distinction when you're going back to your home country and you're bringing gifts it's about finding out what people really need there compared to what you think they will like
1: okay then yeah i think your point was valid but i just literally just asked you the question that people like things like hats bags, monies and things then i just asked you like what like what do you think people like
0: right i mean people like a lot of things so for example uh, when i went back home i have my a lot of my friends who play video games so for them preferably they would like to Get like video games that are new here because sometimes the games come out quicker in the US before it comes in Cameroon. Mm. So they'll prefer to get, you know, the video games, bring it back with them, or like you said, a jersey that came out over here or a shoe that they don't have back there. So, in terms of like, I'll say, familiarities with my family members back home. I bring things back there a new watch a shoe a video game they prefer things that and they're not accessible to them right now
1: i mean it's been pretty straightforward because they're i mean uh, fortunately they've been pretty specific as to what they like they know exactly what it is that they're asking for i think oh, i really think good. the most difficult part is is just bringing stuff for people that don't ask for anything and then thinking like okay well you know what i'd like to offer somebody something like okay well you know what i have this cousin i have this um his niece or just nephew you know what let me buy a couple of things and then offer it to them now to you like you were saying you were saying they might not find it valuable but i'm sorry like i found i i don't have mm-hmm. to buy you anything to be honest that's that's the fact <laughs> i really don't have to buy you anything but the <laughs> fact that i thought about you mm-hmm. i i Put that in my mind i need to buy stuff for my family buy stuff for you pack it in my bag added it to my to my weight the, the weight of my back <laughs> that is like literally valuable you know like- yeah so by the time you're like doing all that only for the person to like receive the gift and then like you know not appreciate it it really does not encourage you to like buy anything for people just because you just don't even. When you buy stuff for people, don't don't expect things in return. Just buy and give it to them, you know, and just let them. If they don't like it, that's left to them.
0: Now, will you say people always expect things every time you travel back home? i think i think they do i
1: think they do typically they do they there is this expectation that oh if you're coming back because of course there's this whole like or america or uh, you know anywhere overseas is probably doing a lot better There things Mm -hmm. are much better over there so they must bring back good things and every life is better over there so probably bring them i mean if you're close to the person i think they expect stuff from you uh Mm -hmm. and i think it also depends on on why you're coming. If, not, if you're coming by yourself and you're just visiting your family, that's different. Now, if you're coming, like, let's say you're coming with your fiancé for the first time or you're coming something with your... Big, you know. to introduce, like, you know, somebody, a friend, and something, and they're meeting your family, then that's different. So they're like, hmm. There's
0: more expectations. There's more
1: expectations. Like, oh, okay, she's coming to see her family or he's coming to see your family. So they're expecting stuff mm-hmm. from you to, like, oh, you know. So that, so there's a, lot, there's a lot more pressure when there there's an agenda behind it. I mean, right. I think that's expected, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I can
0: say that because they, like you said, it's kind of like a, a debate of like, okay, what what do you know exactly what to bring when you're coming during what time? So it's something that I would say that we have a difficulties with in our, in our like culture with that,
1: but that's why we have our parents. So if you're having that, um, you know, question, you just need to, uh, to ask them. If you have your, your family members you and ask them like, you know, what can you bring for this aunt or for that aunt over the years? I have realized that put me under a lot of pressure every time I traveled back home, because here's the truth of the, of the whole situation. The tickets are already so expensive. I need people in... Now, I don't know about every other African country. It might be easier for people in Ghana or people in uh, Kenya and other African countries that uh, maybe the flights are more affordable. Y'all don't have to go through Europe or or stop in other countries before going through (laughs) to Mm -hmm. your destination. But I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, like... By the time you're paying like, you know, two grand, two to three grand just to travel, let's just say between anything above 1500 to three grand just to travel is just already a lot of money. Okay. Yes. So by the time you're doing that, plus paying additional luggage and then like having to buy gifts, additional gifts for people on top of that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just so much pressure. So, stop expecting gifts from people. Just be happy to see them. My presence should be enough. I'm happy to see y'all be happy to see me. If I bring you stuff, you know, I, I it's not that I don't want to, but sometimes it's just too much pressure. Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. So I
0: brought myself to you. So this is me. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and honestly, there are so many people who, who have, who live their lives that way where they, they travel they travel so often. So imagine you traveling, like let's say three or four times a year back to to, be, to Ghana, mm-hmm. for example, like, and then you have, have to bring gifts every time. Like, every like time I'm sorry, year. you're gonna go, you stay rich by giving away all of your money. <laughs> so um you have to be reasonable here. Now that's the part for, you know, people traveling to visit their families. Now, if you're, like we mentioned before, if you're traveling to visit for the first time, what people really like there, if you're just visiting people, people obviously like um, items that are
0: like gifts gifts
1: that are trend, like items that mm-hmm. are trending um maybe in in America because they they would like Danielle said, games will come out a lot earlier. But they would be released in continent in Africa. In Africa yeah. so, and one other good tip that I would give you all is that when you're traveling, Um, If there are items that... Make sure that you travel with items that you're willing to part away away with. So... Oh,
0: that's a good one. If
1: you have a very treasured item that you feel like... You don't want to let go of. I I just say don't travel <laughs> with it.
0: <laughs> Once they see you put that on, they want that.
1: I, yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> now and now maybe I'm over exaggerating. Now don't now not that you should not travel with anything that you really, really like, but I'm just saying that it just makes it easier on you if you travel with items that you're willing to part with. So let's say as you're packing your things, you have this watch and this uh, a bunch of items that you know what when I'm after my trip is done, I'm willing to give these items away to people, mm-hmm. um, so that so that you know you have less clothes to come back with. You can give away those items to people, friends, families, and people that you were visiting when you were visiting the the location that you wear. Now, obviously don't go give out like your torn variety clothes and a uh, old busted, busted watch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Nobody wants your busted ass watch. So, <laughs> um, now obviously if it's a good watch that's functioning, that looks good and you know, I'm sure people it, Yeah. Maybe. It doesn't have to be like a designer like expensive brand watch, but it looks right. it's a good a, a good nice watch. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that people think people know that, oh, it's coming from oh from abroad and it's a good looking mm-hmm. watch, they would appreciate that. Oh, you brought that for them, you know, so so that's one tip I will, I I'll recommend to so travel with stuff that you like, but that you would be willing to give away because you could be, you could just be standing among like families or among like people that you meet and they like see the watch you're wearing. And you're like, Hmm, that watch is very beautiful. Eh? <laughs> that's just their way of saying, wow. Like I, I like really that. like that. I, I really that. like that watch. <laughs> I want that watch. Now there might be many people that say the exact same thing. And that's just their way of campaigning to mm-hmm. get the watch and, They say the same things for phones. So what a lot of people do is that they travel with like, you can travel with a watch, with a phone, with clothing that once you go there and and the last day before you leave, you just give away all those items that you brought with you so that those are the items that you're letting go of to give away.
0: All right. Now it's time for Sports Section with d As you know, last week we we're talking about the international break came up, right? So for the soccer players they had to go play for their countries. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about something that happened. You know, as we we're discussing earlier in the podcast, we we're talking about the travels and the implications that come with the coronavirus restrictions. hmm Guess this. A World Cup qualifier between Brazil and Argentina was suspended in the middle of the game. So the game had already started. Okay. Because Local health officials walk onto the pitch in a bid to remove some players that they found that these players didn't comply with the coronavirus restrictions.
1: Wait, 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 hold Can on, hold, wait, that? wait, wait! hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. Wait, you're telling me that in the middle of a game. Yes. Anyway, middle of a game, they stopped the game and so went then- on, wait, they went and removed the two players or that they stopped the whole game. I'm confused.
0: So basically, they stopped the whole entire game. So this is what happened. So in the English Premier League, right, they're Mm on a a ban list from countries in Brazil, like um, countries like Brazil. Yeah. So people who come from the UK have to quarantine for at least five days before you can do anything in Brazil. Yeah. So this game, Brazil versus Argentina, was held in Brazil, Sao Paulo. And so Argentina had some players who play in the English Premier League. So these players from the UK, they came. And instead of the authorities stopping them at the airport or making them quarantine, they let them go through
1: and Hmm. go
0: normally with their own team and players. So it's not till when the players went to started playing the games. So that's why people are feeling that this was fixed. Because if they didn't, if if this wasn't fixed, why Didn't the authorities wait to the end of the game exactly or, or do it before the game started?
1: Exactly, they
0: came during the game and said, Hey, these three players are from the UK, they cannot play, so stop this game. So that was, was really, it. Well, okay, crazy. but that's
1: suspicious. There was, was now, was it during the part of the game where they were losing or something? Because it I was don't still know, zero zero,
0: nobody has hmm. called yet. So that's why people are thinking that there's something behind it that they waited for this moment because they felt like if the argentina teams broke the law fifa will give the points to brazil without them playing the game Ah,
1: yeah exactly so they, were, that's
0: what, exactly. they,
1: they, so they thought they were smart that's so uh, exactly. dumb why yes. why would they think that FIFA will would just say okay well you guys broke the law so the they by default they win by default like that's, that's so that's what dumb. they were trying to
0: go for but up to now fifa has said they will not get involved in this that the game will just have to be replayed at a later date
1: whoa that's crazy Ah, so so they they are really strict with that compliance thing, huh?
0: Yes, it's really strict. That's why I said the international break was a crazy period because, like you said, in Europe, it's not a bigger deal. But when you leave Europe going to South America or coming to the US or Africa even, that's where it gets really serious. Because, speaking of African players, you know, the African players also have some issues leaving the UK and going to Africa. Because sometimes, some some teams try to say, oh, If you don't take the COVID test, we can't let the African players go play in the game. Even though there's fast rapid tests happening right now, sometimes the authorities to make it in that they want the star player not to play, they will probably take the test and do the longer test that takes about a day. So the player will get his result only the next day of the match, which is too close for him to play. That way Mm. they can play with the other players that are not as strong as the top players. So there's a lot of things involved with this coronavirus restriction that is affecting soccer a lot that's crazy but, but you not know, imagine what i found out you know in our first podcast i told you about the difficulties of watching african games here in the u.s right
1: yeah yeah
0: so to my um amusement and amazement last weekend i turned on espn plus guess what game i saw on there
1: what cameroon
0: game? versus ivory coast are you kidding me? I was like, "How is this on ESPN Plus?" It was on a national TV channel here in the US.
1: Nice, like, nice. Mean, that's awesome.
0: Su- yeah, you have to subscribe to it, but there was like, you know, it's like you can see it if you go to ESPN Plus and subscribe. You can watch. That's amazing.
1: That's a that's a very um. Big wow change. that that's a very huge yes. change. Like, you know, from the past where you could not find any of that, of that, of those games on Absolutely. any American network channel.
0: All my time here in the U.S., I couldn't find any game in an American channel till, like I said, last weekend. So, any
1: African game.
0: Are they listening to our podcast? Will you say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, well, have you had ESPN Plus before? That's the question.
0: Yes. I've had are it you before. sure? Yes, I've had it for but quite How ha- long
1: have you had ESPN Plus?
0: I would say close to four years.
1: Are you sure? Like, are you sure that they. Hmm. When they
0: start using ESPN Plus? Yeah. But okay. Was, I, well, were hold on. What I'm
1: going to have to ask our, our audience is anybody listening, if you had ESPN Plus, can you, can you confirm if you've ever seen any African games on ESPN Plus in the last, let's just say in the last like. Three years. Three years.
0: Yeah. Because I was really surprised to see that. So that way I can know that it's not just me, that is the first time that they put it there. And now. To add to those African stuff, watching the game on ESPN Plus, Mirai, when I say the stadiums look crazy, it was really crazy. So, in Cameroon, we had our game against Malawi. So, you know, the world, the African Cup Nation is next year in Cameroon, so it's gonna be nice because the stadium were well made. But Ivory Coast has a very good stadium that they play a lot of their games in there. But for this game against Cameroon. They went and chose one of their worst stadiums that the ground is not really completely grass field because they feel like you give them an advantage playing in that field compared to Cameroon who hasn't played in that field before. So they went and chose a field that had like grass with sand, grass with sand. It was not, it was like patchy. (laughs) So the ball just keep bouncing everywhere, but they are used to training in that field. So that's why they took that as the advantage. All the Cameroon players looked so confused playing in that field. No. They, they didn't know how to control the ball because the ball was bouncing and rolling everywhere. But for Ivory Coast they were like perfect. They knew where exactly to kick the ball on the grass side, where the sand side is not to kick the ball. So it was a really really I crazy guess that's game. the
1: advantage of playing uh, playing home in your home turf so that exactly. you know you know your terrain better than your um Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's why your opponent I would say out of all the continents african know the definition of home home field advantage
1: yeah That's but I, <laughs> weren't you the one saying that you know malawi should would have been an easy an easy win did we did malawi win that game
0: it was an easy win 2-0
1: hold on even on their even on, on malawi's home home turf that that they had like a whole like uh difficult terrain
0: oh no that game was in cameroon in limbe for that one
1: Mm, okay. I'm
0: talking about the Ivory Coast game. Is the Ivory Coast game that? Ah, okay, okay, yes, okay, okay, The okay. Ivory Coast we love Ivory, that Ivory, game.
1: Ivory Ivory Coast is a, a pretty good team too. So yeah, pretty
0: good team, but they. I mean, I guess I'm a Cameroon fan, so maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> I feel like they went and played on that field on purpose.
1: Of, so yeah, but so, it's a good strategy. So, so, so Cameroon needs to find, we need to, you know, find different terrains. That's no excuse. Our, <laughs> you know, Cameroon National coach, you, are you listening, sir? What's his name, by the way? What, what's the Cameroon, um, the, the Cameroon uh, coach what's his of name um, is, is, is he antonio. french is he french oh, is, he's he's, is, he, is he portuguese yeah, yeah. is he either french or portuguese uh, one, one, one of those european people look antonio okay mm-hmm. you need to watch what happened in ivory coast and make sure that the next few games and the next trainings happen on different terrains you cannot let the team play on the same terrain that they are used to. Okay, listen Antonio. Antonio, listen. Listen Antonio.
0: Coach Mimi in action, huh?
1: That's right.
0: Maybe for the next Cameroon game we should get to come and give a talk.
1: That's right. Team. Like it's it's not that it's not really not that difficult. Now, I'm, I don't know the whole tips and tricks, but just learning what happened, what they did like I'm pretty sure that that's a rather very smart idea, but but how do they get to choose what terrain they get to play on? Like, why does FIFA allow them to choose what field? Like, how does FIFA let you choose what field you get to play on?
0: Because basically, you um you show them the field. You have to wait to the. You have to do it way in advance. You can tell them just close to the the match time.
1: That's not that's, fair.
0: That's why the Cameroon Federation was trying to say that they want to sue Ivory Coast about this field, mm. but. Since FIFA approve it, you'll be hard to do anything about it. That's because what really you could tricky. choose
1: the field now, right? Let's say two days before, and mm-hmm. then, um, the Ivory Coast people go and like dig a hole or something in the area, and then they can they have the advantage of practicing like the night before on that field because there's a hole exactly. in something in that area, and FIFA, they- FIFA has already approved that field. But it's not fair to the other players because they don't know how, what, where that hole is and where that ball is gonna go. So, like that's just that's just some bootleg, bootleg playing. Like y'all just play a straight game. Stop playing yes. like backhand game.
0: Well, they said you, have you, but, to you do see, everything to but you, survive, see, what you right? see, but you <laughs> see what see,
1: but you see what I am saying, right? That's why I cannot be a hardcore football or a sports fanatic because I'm gonna be mad at somebody. I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that,
0: that's why upset. it's a passion. It's a whole passion. Like, you should have seen all the Cameroon supporters after that game. We're all on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere talking about, hey, FIFA, do something about this because this is not fair. The field is not right. You know, we lost because of this. In soccer, there's no way you lost because of your team, if you're a no, team No, we lost because the
1: Antonio Antonio did not, you know, motivate. His motivate. Players. No, he did not train his players to play on any terrain. We need to learn how to play on sand, on gravel, on grass, on cement, what other terrains are there? On dirt, well,
0: you, but know, you know, on, not,
1: on water.
0: You know, Antonio is not used to this because he's, you know, in the Portuguese side, they have very good so like, what is I don't this? care.
1: He's in Africa. <laughs> he needs to learn how to play. And I'm sorry, why, why there's no, we don't have a, a, why have all the coaches never been African coaches? Why are they That's all like European a big coaches? debate for
0: another day because a lot of Cameroon um, supporters and fans have been having this thing that why do the, um, the Cameroon Federation doesn't trust their own um, African coaches because Whenever we had any African coach in a national team or something, they always did well. But for some reason, they don't pay them well compared to when they bring somebody from Europe or France. I think it's just because they feel like things just come from a bigger developed nation. They have more experience. But Mm. we have African coaches here who do very well, but they don't give them the same time. The gift to the European coaches, that's the problem. Yeah,
1: that's really messed up. And even if that, they believe that even the work, uh, them working hand in hand with a, with, a, with an African coach would really help balance things out because it's not fair. If he listens to the advice of them playing on, you know, on that developed fields or a very developed field, that would really prepare them on to play on any terrain that they are put on. Because exactly. honestly, not being used to the terrain is a bullshit excuse. It's, it's really a BS excuse at this point. You, <laughs> so, you, have, to,
0: you have to find any excuses to, to uh, make the game be cancelled and then you get awarded points, right? Same thing mm, that happened in Brazil, Argentina, you see. Yeah. It's not only in Africa, it happens everywhere. With mm. soccer, the players and federations look for every way to get the win. Not is that only right? just on the field. <laughs> now, just to conclude. For all the Ronaldo and Messi fans, I have some good news for you guys. First, Ronaldo is now the top most um, international player with the highest amount of goals. So this past week, he played and he um, passed the person who had the highest amount of international goals. Now Ronaldo is the top leader on his own with 111 goals. So that's the news for the Ronaldo fans because I'm sure they're very happy. And then in the weekend, he played for the club. Manchester United so I'm sure all Manchester United fans are very happy right now because they have Ronaldo and even though he's a little bit older he still got the skills because he scored two goals against Newcastle. Woo-hoo. Messi fans I cannot forget about you guys Ronaldo <laughs> Messi saw what Ronaldo did and said Ronaldo I got you
1: back like, it down bro
0: because Messi also now became the top South American goal scorer. Beating the legend, Pele. I don't know, Mira, if you know Pele. Mm. Pele is one of the top, you know, South American players from Brazil. So he had the highest amount of goals in South America. Messi also played against Bolivia and scored a hat-trick. You know what a hat-trick is, Mira?
1: Nope.
0: Hat-trick is three goals. They call that mm. a hat-trick. So, Ronaldo and Messi, even though they're getting older, they're still dominating the world of soccer. All right, my Afro-People soccer fans. Yes, what's coming up next? On Tuesday, September 14, Barcelona is playing Bayern Munich. Now, Mireille, quick question for you. Where is Barcelona in what league?
1: Oh, my God.
0: French, Spanish, Italian, which league is Barcelona in? FC Barcelona. That's a Spanish team.
1: In La Liga. There
0: you go. Bing, bing, bing. Now, next. Chelsea. Where is Chelsea, Mireille? Chelsea is my team. You need to know this one. I thought you knew for Chelsea. English league, English Premier, um Spanish league, or French English, league?
1: English Premier League.
0: Bling, bling, bling. One for two. And finally, one more team. I'll give you Bayern Munich. Where is Bayern Munich or Bayern München?
1: Bundesliga.
0: Okay, we can end with that because you got two out of three, which is good.
1: I got three out of three.
0: And on Wednesday, we have Liverpool versus Milan. Man City versus RB Leipzig. That's going to be some interesting Champions League game coming up this week.
1: Okay, Daniel, what proverb do you have for us today?
0: Il est mieux d'être un lion pour un jour que un mouton pour toute ta vie.
1: Okay, well, that was in French. Can you translate that into English?
0: It is better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all your life.
1: <laughs> Meaning what?
0: Meaning, with everything you do in life, always attack it with a passion and urgency to strive and have success. Even if you have a success for one day, it would be very great to have that feeling of success than just to be in the back all your life.
1: Correct. Correct, man. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for joining us for the discussion of our topics today um, we hope we brought value to you and this was beneficial to you and thanks for listening to the Afro People Hour podcast if you enjoyed this episode please follow us on our social media at Afro People Hour on Twitter and Instagram we are available on all major streaming platforms, Apple, Stitcher Google Podcasts until next time, bye